only effective kind of protest is when important decisions are being made in the government, and they only come about like once every four years. So when, if you try to, to uh, make your statement at that particular point where the power is most vulnerable, that's the point you're going to get your hair cut off. It's snowing tonight. A wonderful and rare white snow in Texas in January. It's a gentle cascade with a very little wind and it's viewable from the window. Each tiny snowflake seems to say, yippee, yippee. The message of the snow tonight is peace. Texas snow is rare. Uh, the last time it snowed here was 2017. So if you add up 2020 as a multiplier, you could suggest that it's been about five years since we've had snow. And the memory of that last snow in 2017, which happened during Trump's acceleration into power, was a dark and gray snow. A lot of people got into car accidents that evening. A lot of people were very upset with the snow, but tonight's snow is not miserable. This one is peaceful. Something funny about the 2017 snow is a lot of people were coming home from work that night. <laughs> Many people are now at home where they work. And tonight's snow during the weekend going into a Sunday is perfectly timed. Yippee. Yippee. It's beautiful out. You can hear the heater in the back. And we are gathered here as friends, all, in the comfort of such a blanket of winter, to call upon two friends, Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin, two wonderful friends to all Americans, to the entire planet, really. One, Abby, who died by his own choice in 1989, and the other, Jerry, whose life was cut short by a car hitting him while he walked in 1994. But prior to their end, both were attacked by their own country for decades. This happens to the best Americans. They were attacked and killed by America merely for loving the country that made them. And they loved America to such a degree they called it out for its own mismanagement. Abby and Jerry ignored authority and in fact told authority that it was empty. Even if they were arrested and put into a jail, they would say this is an empty jail. The box had no containment on them. So they chuckled at authority and the angrier any law became, the funnier their response would be. Abby and Jerry were not the only yippies. There were wonderful female yippies, like Judy Gumbo. There were many, many other male yippies. But for the purpose of this seance tonight, we will talk to Jerry and Abby. Humor is more frightening than a weapon, and they proved that clever optics a good phrase, a winning photo, perhaps the idea of running a actual real pig for president or smiling in front of a gun 
will defeat the gun. It will deflate logical arguments. And even when threatened with decades behind prison for conspiracy, they will throw a banana peel on a court of order. We, the people of America, are the recipients of their sacrifices on our behalf. And we have a far better world where you can use any word you'd like. You can make any uh, bathing garment out of American flag. <laughs> that reference will probably be lost on a couple of people. But they threw a pie in the logic that America can control its citizens and instead asked that control system to pull their finger. And they proved that the American media would far prefer a good fart joke over a rigid law. So it is tonight in the blanket of comfort and snow that we consult with yippee magic. I ask all who are listening to take the hands of others in your room. We all will focus now on calling upon our friends, Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin. Abby and Jerry, are you here tonight? It seems like they may be here. Abby and Jerry, was that you? Thank you. Thank you for arriving. Thank you for appearing. We love you. You know that. <laughs> Very magical. Very beautiful, of course. I was surprised. I wasn't certain that it would, uh, that they would arrive tonight. I ask that everyone continue to hold everyone's hands and focus on our guests and whatever messages they might have for us. Abby and Jerry, do you have a message for America today? Interesting. Can you communicate it to us? Well, this is, this is wonderful. Folks, the uh, typewriter is moving on its own right now in the corner of the room. A very fast message is seeming to appear. Very fast on the on the paper. I'm going to allow that to continue to write. Abby and Jerry, do I have your permission to read? what you have written. That's from Abby. What about Jerry? Do I got your okay? Both of you? <laughs> Hold on, I'll let them. This is, this is amazing. We're seeing the first, or recording the very first
Abby and Jerry are now seemingly typing together. Okay, I've been told that the statement is now finished. This has been a very successful seance. Abby and Jerry, you know that we love you. And I'm uh, sorry that the invention of the, the humor that can defeat all guns got misused this week. <laughs> but I'm also happy for you both that the Capitol building finally did get stormed. I'm sorry that it went to the wrong people, but apparently, if I'm looking at your message here, which I'm about to read to the American people, that was as planned. Okay, I believe you. Let me grab the piece of paper from the... Okay, I'm now reading a statement from Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin on this night of snow up here in heaven. <laughs> Thanks. It's lovely of them just to continue. Here's their statement. Dearest America, it can now be told. Last week, during the surrounding of the Capitol building, prior to the building being infiltrated, the god of Yippie appeared as a Trump flagpole. Silly jokes were sprinkled into the air, and a few prominent white nationalists were offered sacred yippie documents on disorder and media manipulation. A self-described QAnon shaman was consulted with. Abby neglected to point out that the shaman's American face paint reminded Abby of when he wore an American flag t-shirt, only to be arrested for desecrating the flag and given hepatitis by the government via needle when he was incarcerated through an unclean, unconsented blood sample. The day of the Capitol riot would not be about frightening the white nationalists, about what will definitely be in their future, what will definitely follow them for life in terms of surveillance and other harassment as they now are permanently enemies of the state. Instead, Abby and Jerry suggested that they have a great day and try for jokes. Jerry suggested they take some props into the room, work with as many props as possible, grab a podium, steal some mail, pretend to make a phone call, or maybe even work a gavel, as much as possible, and to get as much material on film. Abby suggested that they laugh in every photo even if they're angry, even when they're killing a police officer with a fire extinguisher. America will love you for it, he insisted. Just laugh, he told them. Due to their surrounding of the Capitol building, there was significant white magic present to control the mob for two hours. And such, with yippee control, this was the funniest group of white nationalists. <laughs> Sorry, Abby and Jerry, your, your message here is making me laugh. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Still funny from the grave. But anyway, <laughs> I'm trying to be uh, straight. But due to Yippie Control, this was the funniest group of white nationalists and the funniest Proud Boys the world has ever seen. Abby Hoffman and Jerry Rubin regret that you will not see such a nationalist effort at being as clever moving forward as this was a one-time Yippie spell to break the grip on America 
via whatever the fuck has been controlling us to allow this white nationalism to grow. The white nationalist movement will be confused as to how they appeared so capable and clever on this one day, but like a spell lifting, not funny for any of the days that followed. It is with great history and tradition, following any anonymous event, that the planners of the action take responsibility and say, we did it. America, yippee, we did it. It took 50 years to pull off the greatest revival of America. As with the Democratic National Convention of 1968, it is our hope that a conspiracy trial will soon follow. In a conspiracy trial, it is a state of mind trial, says Abby, meaning the government will charge you with crimes of thought. You may be referred to as the Capital 55 or whichever number of you is charged and there is no way to defend yourself. You cannot defend thought. If inciting a mob brought the Chicago 8 to trial, then there is absolutely no reason not to charge Donald Trump with inciting the riot in DC. It is a final yippee spell that he be taken into court as a conspirator. There's far more evidence of his work to foment a riot than anything the Chicago 8 did. It bears being reminded that part of the conspiracy charge was to seize and paralyze a hotel, which is pretty identical to seizing and paralyzing the Capitol building. The police actually charged us with planning to <coughs> seize and paralyze the Conrad Hilton Hotel. Paralyze it? Yeah. None of us could figure out karate. what we would do with it if we seized it. That's an that interesting was, uh, story is they say that we... doesn't relate uh, to reality. They say that we wanted to seize the Conrad Hilton because that would be a safer thing to do than to march to the amphitheater. It has my brilliant name. You mean to say you, came, you guys, you actually guys came to Chicago not to stay in the hotels, but to march to the amphitheater? To change the sheets, yeah. To change the sheets. It is Trump's impending prosecution as a conspiracist for creating a riot that is partly the source of our intervention. The other is a wider goal, to aid the movement of our fellow activists in your current year. With the Senate finally rebalanced and Biden in place, we congratulate you on the next few years of American sanity. Additional Yippie actions have been planned, and your participation in Yippie Theater is certainly welcome. Well, that was quite a uh, meaningful seance and message from Abby and Abby and Jerry. It just stopped snowing for just one second. And I think they've left for the night. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Jerry. It indeed was unusual to see white nationalists so clever and capable and funny for one afternoon, delighted. They were very obviously manipulated into a suicide mission of some sort. It seems that Abby and Jerry are gone. The answer device is not either clicking or or ringing. I thank them for this communication. 
We might call them up again. I see that they're both no longer in the green room either. America can be lucky every 50 years, every 100 years to get one Abby Hoffman and one Jerry Rubin. Thank you for a successful seance. We'll end this episode now with episode 22 of Charlie Pickle. And I congratulate everyone on getting through the last week. <laughs> God love America. This is Ethan from Spoken Word with Electronics, and this has been a Yippie Seance. <laughs>